Well, I hope you're having a good Sunday. Merry Christmas to you. We want to make sure that we share Christmas cheer as much as we can with as many as we can. And so we're saying Merry Christmas every chance we get. I know, I know, I know it's been a tough year. I know it's been a rough ride, but man, I'm telling you, Jesus is still Lord and things are still good because God is still on the throne. Listen, welcome to DK Ministries podcast, Proclaiming the Word. I'm Danny Smith. I'm your Bible teacher. I'm excited to be with you. Uh, This is our second podcast of the day. We just finished the second of our Christmas sessions and posted that on our Facebook. It's available now. I hope that you'll, I hope that you'll listen to it. We try to reach a little different tone. I don't know if I quite made it today, but I hope that I did. I, there's a neat story to front uh, for you to hear anyway, so you'll uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that. Hopefully you'll listen. You'll tell others. And by the way, those Christmas Sessions podcasts are only available at the current time on our podcast. We, as you know, we often take a podcast after it's been up up for a while and, and put it on uh, my story and Facebook and give other people an opportunity to listen. But the 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 uh, Christmas session is only for the podcast audience, unless you tell me different. Now, if you think, hey, you know, you should share that to everybody. Oh, no, go ahead and do that, whatever. Or no, keep it to us. <laughs> Let us know. So how do I do that, Brother Danny? Well, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all over case. If you've been listening and you haven't got that now, you better get a pen and paper. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, dspreacherman at gmail.com dot com all our case you can uh send us a message on our facebook page and yes we are on parlor at a ds preacher band and the d is capitalized uh not exactly sure parlor is <laughs> man that's a wild deal but anyway we like parlor i haven't really caught on to how to use it and haven't really a lot of people haven't caught on that we're there and so we're still at Facebook. I, the video thing, I don't think, is available on Parlor, And so that keep, will keep us on Facebook Live. That's an important part of our ministry. I hope you went to church today. We did at South Dakota Baptist Church. Had a great time, good crowd. Our choir now, even now, I hear practicing down the hall. No, they don't let me practice with them. <laughs> They're smart folks. Anyway, they'll be presenting some music for us Saturday night. And uh, I hope that you'll be here if you got an opportunity. I said Saturday night. Excuse me, folks. I'm so sorry. Sunday night, 5 o'clock, this coming Sunday, a week from today when this was recorded. That'd be December the 20th. Uh, just a good time together. We have a great choir. And our, our choir is under the direction of, of Stacy Smith, who does a great job with them. And his wife, Deborah, plays the piano. And so we're glad to be there. Yeah, you say, Brother Danny, or, uh, you're you saying, I, I, well, you know, I go to church here. This is where I, I'm the interim pastor here. It's where I go to church. not where I belong. Yeah, but it's where I go. Uh, I belong to Indian Baptist Church in Tallahassee, Mississippi, about four miles from our house. Don't go there uh, much, very much. I might get a chance to go there a couple of weeks toward the end of December as there'll be no choir practice here, I think. And so if we have church there, I'm going to plan on going to church. But anyway, we are thrilled. I haven't said that. We are thrilled to be at South Macomb Baptist Church. These are some wonderful folks. They've been very good to us. We had some friends from Kentwood come visit us today. And you know what? I'm giving you all this filler that I did tell you where you need to be. Second Peter chapter 2 Begin verse 1, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. That's where we'll be. We're in our study, normal, uh, uh, what we've been doing for a while. So 2 Peter 2, verse 1. Let me get back. We had some wonderful folks, wonderful friends come see us today uh, from Spring Creek. We really enjoy people when they come. And uh, we try not to embarrass them. I think I embarrass these a little bit. <laughs> we try not to embarrass them. But boy, it just makes our day to have them come and just say, hey, we, 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 we hadn't forgot who you are. And yeah, we'll certainly never forget who they are. But as God told us to retire there and, and begin a new ministry, and we're doing that, and, and he has graciously opened this door to South Pacone. We have been here 
almost a year. In fact, that first Sunday in December, first Sunday in January, will really make a year because we begin the first Sunday of the year. So we appreciate that. Now, for those who've been asking and those who wondered, yes, 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 I have been working some for the hospice. One reason you haven't heard much from me, it's been busy. And the reason it's been busy, I've been training and I'm dumber than anybody else in there. <laughs> I, I, I brought the IQ level down in that hospice place really, really down. And I've apologized a million times for it. And they've been gracious. And as far as I know, I get to go back to work this week. Uh, but I decided, listen, I'm going to tell you, uh, it's no joke about these people who go in homes and, and see people. They are heroes. They are heroes to me. And some of the people that I've met that I've worked with and, and the office are at, they're just great people. And more, they care about their patients. They care about what they do. And they've had to take me under their wing a little bit and help me a little bit. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that in the next few days, Maybe I won't be such a burden to them, but I appreciate their patience. Pray, pray, pray that they'll continue uh, to be patient and, and help me as I get everything done. Okay, I can't tell you anything going on, except I can tell you, going to school and training. <laughs> okay, Second Peter chapter 2. So anyway, pray for all hospice patients and hospice workers and home health workers and uh, work close with some of those folks that I was in, you know, pastor at Spring, at Spring Creek. But now seeing it from their side of, who man, I'm telling you. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, here we go. But there are also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false prophets among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Even denying the Lord who brought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. I am telling I could spend so much time in this passage of Scripture. I think I told you last time we were together, Second Peter has become one of my go-to books. And I really, really, to be honest with you, wasn't aware of how often I go to this book and, and teach, uh, really, First and Second Peter, teach out of it or refer to it. And there's so many things uh, well, oh, I, look, where I want to get is I want to talk about the danger of deceptive words, okay? But this phrase, false prophets among them, whew, man, false teachers among them, oh my gosh. False teachers, false prophets. Well, something we'll learn. There have been, there are, and there will be some of both. I'm telling you, our world right now has been overrun with false teachers or false prophets and false teachings. The pandemic has brought them out of the woods. I'm just telling you, I know a lot of people get upset. Listen, there I appreciate Facebook Live and other and YouTube channels and things that people are on now. Uh, I appreciate so much the teaching that goes on in a lot of places. But along with that, a lot of people, uh, got to be careful I say this, I won't make anybody mad. But boy, I'm telling you, some people who do not know the word of God, the truth of God, the way of God, the will of God, or the, the son of God, <laughs> have come out of the woodwork. And they are taking advantage. And I hope you don't let anybody take advantage of you. But when every time I see it, I kind of grit my teeth. Do you do that? You grit, you grind your teeth. Well, it's, I realize that this is what the Bible says. False teachers, teachings, and prophets. There have been, there are, and there will be. Not might be, not could be, not possibly might come, but there will be. And so just watch. Make sure who you listen to. Make sure... Uh, you know, who you're uh, trusting. And that's one reason, to be honest with you, not the only reason, a lot of reasons, actually, that we have the quote-unquote model that we follow. And we never ask you for a dime. It's not our deal. 
And somebody said, well, you don't even give us an address to send money to. No, don't do that. No, if you don't request it, we're not going to do that. If you request it, we'll send you an address. We're an LLC, though. We're not a, a nonprofit, and that means different things. But anyway, nope, don't send our address out. Don't beg for money. Don't do that because there's so much of that done today, and, and so much of it does damage to the body of Christ. So we're here. We hope you continue to listen, and we thank you for listening. Let's talk about those spiritually destructive words and destructive activities. Now, I'm really going to focus on words, those words that often lead to destructive activities. For example, if you get caught up into a um, substance problem, that's a substance activity. You get caught up on in pornography, that's a destructive activity. If you get uh, you know caught up in cussing, that's a destructive activity. Let me tell you a story real quick. Years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, before I knew before I could spell Jesus much much less knew who he was, I was working in a plant. I was a pipe fitter, and this was a long, long time ago. And uh, I was working on a job, and these guys like to play Booray at lunch. That's a you know card game. Well, you know what that is. And they gambled a little bit. I don't remember how much I didn't play. I worked too hard for my money to give away that way. Listen, this did. And uh, well, they would. Um, <laughs> they got in a bad habit of calling each other names. And I'm not going to tell you the names, and, and this is a long time ago. Uh, but they would call each other names and say this and that. And I told them one day, minding their business, not mine, which is, wasn't mine to mine. I had no dog in the hunt. But I said, you know, guys, one of y'all going to mess up one day, and you're going to call your wife that name, and that ain't going to be pretty. Oh, no, you know, and they, they went on. Well, um, one Monday morning, the welder, the group, you know, we worked two pipe fitters and a welder. Yeah, well, you don't know that, but that's what they did then. I don't know what they do now. We worked two pipe fitters and a welder in a group. And our and, and our welder came in with a black eye. <laughs> I mean, a black eye. And uh, so naturally, everybody asked what happened. You know, people are, are, are focusing, thinking, oh, you must have got drunk, got in trouble, got in a bar fight, whatever. And so finally, finally we, uh, well, they wrote him pretty hard. Yeah, I was in on that. The, 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 I guess I did tell like it was, but I was in on that. So finally, lunch, they're playing cards again, and uh, somebody said something, and, and, and somebody did something, and somebody said something. And when they said it, he said, oh, don't do that. That guy was right. This weekend, me and my wife were playing cards, and she made a play, and I called her that name. We called one another. I'm purposely not using it. He did use it. Uh, we call, and she just wailed me. <laughs> we're calling her that name. And and the guys will know. Uh, well, what did you do? What did you say? No, I deserved it. My wife isn't one of those, and I shouldn't have called her that name. Uh, that was a destructive activity. Now, as far as I know, they got over that. As far as I know, they survived. I don't know. He never mentioned anything else, but it took a long time for that black eye to go away. It was a destructive activity in his life. Well, there are a lot of those. Maybe you've got some. Eating four pieces of chocolate cake in the morning is a destructive activity. All right, here we go. We've got some. We're going to focus on the spiritually deceptive word. What does that do? Well, that first divides and discourages believers. See, a lot of people think when you uh, when you have these kind of words, it, it, there's got to be this big pronouncement or what? No, no, no. Any time that you take upon yourself the role of being a discourager. A role of divisiveness. Hey, did you like? Did I get that right the first time? I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I think I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't hear anybody saying it wrong though. Uh, anytime you take that role on, well, you're getting in the wrong territory. You know, marching in the wrong drum, all that kind of stuff. 
spiritually deceptive words encourage sin. You say, well, how does they do that? Well, because of what you say. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Or we call each other these names or whatever it might be. But they do encourage sin. And they encourage us to become even worse sinners, quote, unquote, unquote. Uh, to hear we're talking about what they do to believers, okay? And so uh, spiritually deceptive words divide and discourage believers. They encourage sin among believers. Uh, in fact, you have a person go in church. Oh, I know. Every day you go to church, you know, you're so good, loving, kind, and gracious. You never say a bad word about anybody. I know that. Ha ha. Don't look at me like that. I know that none of us are perfect. But you know what I mean. People go, oh, I bet you don't like that. Well, what happens, you encourage that person by your treatment, your action, your word, to have bad thoughts. And often bad thoughts, well, they become something else to encourage sin. This is what happened to young people in, the, in groups and cliques form. They talk about one, yeah, 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 and they do all that. Well, encouraging sin, okay? Uh, spiritually deceptive words seek ways other than God's way. Uh, when people are using those kind of words, they're not looking for God's way. They're not looking for God's will. They're looking for their way, their will. Uh, spiritually deceptive words teach the thoughts of man, not the word of God. Uh, one of the things that happens to every preacher, I don't know a preacher this doesn't happen to, including myself. I know, hey, that one that just said, well, you're not really much of a preacher. No, okay, I'll take that. But anyway, <laughs> he shouldn't say that though. Uh, but anyway, I don't care what preacher is. One of the things that you have to do or you wind up doing, whether you want to or not, and I guess I should say have to, is you wind up referring to yourself too much. You wind up saying, you know, telling your stories too much. Um, this is something that bothered I tell you much more in a sermon about myself than I will this talk, and then that's often bothered me. And you have to be careful because sometimes when you do that, you're teaching the thoughts of man and not the word of God. And sometimes I realize, I, I get through the sermon and I realize, oh my gosh, I told three stories that included, I, 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 why did I do that? I don't know. Uh, it's certainly not because I want to. It's certainly not because, uh, I hope it's not because I have a you know ego or I think, I think this or that, but I wind up sharing stories sometimes. And I know when I fail and I ask the Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't share stories all the time that start with I, end with I, and how I in the middle. But sometimes every preacher does that. And uh, some preachers do it all the time. Some preachers do it very little, but all preachers do it from time to time. And those stories often, while meant to illustrate, seek ways other than God's way. Hey, look at me, I've done this. Okay. Deceptive words teach the thoughts of man, not the word of God. Kind of the same thing. So be careful. Deceptive words reach into the spirit to steal our joy. Anytime we've got a deception going on, anytime we're involved in it, I'm telling you, there's not much joy in the house. Deceptive words use half-truths. Now, you know people, probably, lots of us do, much of what they say is just not true. <laughs> it's just not. Well, because it's not true, it, it corrupts everything else they say. And so they use half-truths. Be very careful there. Make sure that you yes be yes, you no be no, and whatever you say, make sure it's right, real, and accurate, okay? Uh, uh, deceptive words capture our interest but they don't strengthen our heart. Have you ever just felt oh, kind of wasted, kind of tired, kind of worn out listening to somebody preach or somebody teach or, or even just having a conversation with somebody? Well, and gosh, I was fascinated, but man, I'm worn out. Well, because of some of the words were deceptive. They caught you. Whether they meant to or not. Now, I don't know that people are always aware that they're using deceptive words. Yes, yes, yes. There are people who are doing it purposely. There are people 
who fool you, lie to you all the time. And yes, they know what they're doing. And yes, they'll do it again if you get a chance, if they get a chance. And no, I'm not saying to walk away, leave, you know, leave them alone because God puts you in their life or God has you in their life and keeps bringing them to you. He's got something for you to do, but be very careful that their words do not take you away from walking with God. Get your interest captured, but don't strengthen your heart. Be careful there. Deceptive words test our knowledge, our real knowledge of God's word. What did the Bible really say? Satan used to say, did the Lord say, did he not say? Oh, go back and look it up in the book of Genesis, how Satan questioned God. It questioned really uh, Adam and Eve's awareness of what God really said. Deceptive words invite spiritual rebellion. That's right, they do. And, and often it is often the words that are spoken. Uh, look, many churches, oh, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to step in, in here, but just many churches that have split. Unfortunately, a lot of churches have split. Uh, and not for the better. No, they've split. Some have ended and, you know, they become bitter and all that. But many of them have split because words were used to incite or invite, whichever word you prefer, spiritual rebellion. I wish I had time for this. You know, I had somebody one time tell me, well, you know, really, I think church splits are good because sometimes that just multiplies the ministry. Maybe it does sometimes. Maybe. But usually it does not. Okay. Now, in my experience, that's all I'm talking about. Now, if you're a member of a church that split from another church and you say, hey, no, ma'am, you know, that church wasn't doing anything at all. They walked away from the word of God. That's different. That's different. Uh, but if you, your church split because one person liked blue carpet and you like pink carpet or whatever, or one person thought you should use this translation or uh, and I said, no, just use that one or whatever it was, often those things invite spiritual rebellion. I'm just telling you the way it is. Get mad, get angry if you want. Uh, you know, don't send me a Christmas card. <laughs> if you don't want to. I'm just telling you the way it is. <sighs> Destructive words are vicious in the application and apparent in their destruction. Man, I'm telling you, I mm, could tell you some stories, but I'm not going to. You say, what do you mean you could tell stories? Well, I, look, I'm people 28 years in one church, you know, trying to minister to people. You hear some stories. They come and, and they tell you things and, make themselves feel better by telling someone and leave it and dump it on you, which is okay. That's part of the ministry. I love to, I love pastoral counseling. Oh my gosh. Uh, sometimes I think when they leave, well, first off, God, thank you for giving me the ability to forget. Now, if you know me, you know, I'm right. I can forget anything. I think I, I don't know what I had for breakfast, for example, I forget. But a lot of times I realize God put that gift in me so that I would not have to carry a lot of the things I've been told. I've listened and quote unquote, learned for the moment but I've let it go. And I used to tell people, hey, when you come back now, I, I want you to know, I'm not going to be thinking about everything you tell me. So you may have to remind me. And next time I see you out, wherever, it was a small town, I'm not going to have that in my mind. Or if you come to church, I, if I preach on something, you think connects. It, it doesn't because I'm not thinking about it. But anyway, those words are vicious in their application and apparent in their destruction. Finally, and I know we need to close, Destructive words are engaging in their appeal. That's the crazy thing about this. Often while they're destructive, they're inviting and engaging and bring us in. Be careful of the words you use. Now, you say, Brother Danny, you think we ought to always use sweet words? Well, I don't think you should lose your temper. I, you know, I don't think you need to go off on the waitress who, you know, spills your tea or brings you unsweet tea instead of sweet tea or I don't think you should be always hollering at your children, but I'm not, you know, I, I live in the real world and most of us are going to use words once in a while that, that are a little louder than we'd like and, and maybe a little stronger than we intended. Make sure, though, they're not destructive, deceptive words. 
make sure they're good words. Hey, that is from Second Peter. Uh, this just a little bit about our language. May let our yes be yes and our no be no. Uh, may our words praise the Lord and help others. Okay. Listen, this is DK Ministries. Uh, we record these on Anchor. We appreciate you listening. We have other venues that share our podcast. We're so thankful for that. Uh, Apple and Spotify and others. As you listen to others, let us know and we'll let people know, hey, you can tune in there. Anchor has all of the library. I don't know if the other places do. If they do, listen there. We're not trying to pull you to Anchor, but I'll remind you, you can you can get everything from Anchor. And I, I like to talk about Anchor because they've let me share this podcast and not once have uh, come to me and said, you need to do this or you need to do that or whatever. And so I appreciate Anchor very much. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Listen, dspreacherman, gmail.com, all our case. That's how you contact us. dspreacherman, gmail.com, all our case. That's how you contact us. Let us know how it's going. Let us know what God's doing in your life. Let us know uh, what we could do for you. Listen to the Christmas sessions. They're available. We've done two of them now. Hope you enjoy them. Let us know what you think. Should we share them on our Facebook page? Uh, we'll share this podcast. Uh, probably put it up there tonight. Post it tonight. And then tomorrow, maybe late afternoon or something, we will hopefully share it on our Facebook page. They stay there about 24 hours. They're on our, on our uh, Facebook page for a while. I don't know how long. Well, you get too much thing in there and you have to take them out. Uh, too much thing. Well, that's technical, huh? <laughs> As I told you, I have brought the IQ at the hospice place where I am now working way down. <laughs> I am trying to do better. God bless you. We love you. Merry Christmas. Praying for you. Let us know if we can help you. Go prayer requesting it to us. Uh, this morning, I won't, I won't call her name, but we had a, a young mother we prayed for. Pray for her. I have friends tomorrow having surgery tomorrow. Pray for her. Can't You can't get in the hospitals and everything. So pray, pray, pray. Be careful. Be wise about this virus out there. Okay, be very wise. Make sure you stay safe. God bless you. I love you. And listen, don't forget to share with someone. Hey, listen to this guy. He's got something to say. <laughs> you may not like it, but he's got something to say. Oh, gosh. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for listening. DK Ministries, Danny Smith. DS Preacher Man at gmail.com.